was a crisp September morning. The tavern music swells and a strange figure catches your eye. Oh, wait, there's uh, something that comes before this, right? It's time to add another tool to your arsenal, session zero. Everyone runs them differently, so let's talk about how we do it. Hey! I'm your host, Sarah, and... I'm your other host, Morgan. We're two sisters. By marriage. Who love to talk about stories. From writing fiction to creating elaborate plot lines in D&D. To beginning again with session zero. We're out out of of initiative. initiative. Today we're talking about session zero. It's a really super important part of planning your D&D games. And whether you use them or not, we think they're a great tool for both communicating expectations around the story, establishing consent with your players, and really understanding that DM player or GM player relationship that is so critical, uh, that trust is so critical for running a great game. And I think we've discussed session zeros before, but I'm so glad we're taking time to really dive in uh, with the whole episode. So for those that aren't familiar with what a session zero is, if you're just new to D&D or you're just you've been playing a while, but have never heard of it. um, A session zero is a session that happens before the actual campaign starts. And it can be like two to three hours Um, kind of depending how big your group is and it's where expectations are set and characters are often built, that kind of thing. Um, Just so everyone's on the same page before you actually begin the campaign. These can be like individual, like just one player and the GM together, establishing boundaries, establishing character arcs, um, you know, ideas, what you want out of the session. Uh, Because again, after all, it is a game. uh, So you want to establish what you want out of the game in advance. Uh, But they can also be kind of multi-part, like one or two players, maybe even three with the GM, or maybe you have the whole group there together. Uh, the campaign we're running right now that I'm running, um, our session zero was uh, in a literal bar, in an actual bar, uh, in a in a like very nice, quiet, private booth. I met with the three players that I thought I was running, <laughs> and then two more were added like immediately afterwards. Uh, so we kind of, we expanded, but that was a, an opportunity for us to say like, what are you playing? Okay, what are you playing? And what do you want out of this character? Oh, you guys have a little bit of overlap. Is that okay? Are you comfortable with there being an overlap in your skill set? Cool, you are awesome. Great. Well, then like, this is kind of where you started. This is how you've met each other. Or this is where you are going to meet each other and then landing where we're going to pick off in that pick up in that um, session one. It's a good opportunity to talk about the setting of your campaign, the location. Is it going to be in the mountains? Is it going to be on the ocean? Is it going to be, um, you know, a darker toned kind of like grim and, and kind of brutal? Or is it going to be lighthearted and fun? Just so when your players are creating their characters, they're not making a character that would just absolutely not fit in that setting. Um, and as you said, kind of creating the characters together, either with the DM or with the other players. And it's a great opportunity to establish backstories and ties and how they connect with each other, Um, especially if you're starting with a higher level. Uh, How did they meet? Like, had they already had an adventuring party? Um, Or was this a bounty board? That kind of thing. Have that all set um, so when you finally start that first session, it's, it's ready to go. And I think uh, establishing tone matches or tone mismatches is also really important in that session zero. You kind of touched on that there. But I think when you see uh, a lot of characters will come in at one or 
you know, one extreme end of the spectrum, either a super duper lighthearted joke name, like, oh, my name is just in time or something much raunchier as our, our party is often wanted to do. Uh, or the hard other end of the spectrum, like, oh, my name is John last name, no name because I lost my family and everything. And I'm this moody rogue. And you're like, oh, um, this is a very lighthearted setting. This is supposed to be really silly. And the first NPC you meet is a bugbear named Ted and he's referred to uh, by his companion as Teddy Bear. Uh, So, John, this will be very odd for you. And sometimes, you know, this is an opportunity as a GM to step in and say, you know, I'm not excited about that tone mismatch or to say, let's lean into it. Your gritty, you know, uh, tough, lone wolf character is going to be really entertaining in this very silly setting or vice versa. Your very lighthearted character is going to bring a lot of warmth and the light and relief when we're in some of these like heavier settings. Because sometimes when you're doing like a darker campaign or a heavier campaign covering a lot of heavy topics, having a little bit of comedic relief really, really lightens the the tension uh, in a way that makes it um, not so heavy to come back to week over week or month over month however often you're doing your games and it's a great opportunity for the gm to kind of flex their skills and their ability to if this player really wants this type of character how can they still give them what they want or what they need and accommodate the other players as well to their setting it's it's a fantastic opportunity and i think any player if the gm tried to meet them halfway uh, or somehow incorporate and allow certain aspects of their character to still come through. I, I think any player would love that. Also, when we talk about like builds, I think this is a really critical component. So, uh, as a new DM, I don't know what to allow or disallow. So my players all come to me and they say, here's my build. I found it on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll bet it's going to be really fun. And then the first, you know, the first session rolls around and every every puzzle, every challenge is totally negated by the fact that one of the players is an Aarakocra and can just fly. Um, okay, whoops, all right. You know, in my case, I, I knew that I was getting into that because we do have an Aarakocra. An Aarakocra Rogue, which, by the way, is an extremely fun uh, build at, like, all levels. It uh, is, it really is, yeah. <laughs> but you can just fly over stuff. And then, you yeah. know, we've got a Tabaxi Bard who can just, cl- and they have a climb speed. Like, you can just climb or, you know, we're getting ready to set up our next campaign and it's going to be, lar- mine is going to be largely naval-based. So if we're on the water and everybody chooses races that can, you know, have a swim speed or can breathe underwater um will that change the story i mean it certainly will and does negating those challenges change the way i run the game or do i embrace it and say okay great now that we've had our session zero and i'm getting ready to start planning and i know that you guys are all bringing characters who i think more likely every single person is going to bring a character who can't swim to this campaign that we're going to be on a boat (laughs) Great, Would you expect it. anything else? Seriously, I respect absolutely darker. nothing else from this group of trolls that we play with. <laughs> so like, okay, so if every single player can't swim, that changes the way I'm going to approach these challenges. Like, I'm going to make sure that, um, you know, the, the boat that they're on has lifeboats or a preserver or something. It's like, they have some way out so that at level one, level two, they don't, you know, stub their toe, land in the water, and then instantly have to roll a new character. Uh, so it's, you know, a little bit of a safety net. One caveat, right? There are times when session zero is not right for you. For instance, 
um, it's so hard sometimes to schedule adults together to, you know, sit down, plan something, spend an hour, three hours, you know, maybe even longer, a, a chain of text messages, like a session zero can look however you want it to look. Uh, but if you just like truly do not have the time and you're looking for like a one shot in and out, like we're just trying to get some D&D on the schedule because sometimes that's all you want, right? Like you just want to get some D&D on the schedule. Uh, maybe session zero is not right for you. you. You can skip it. That's okay. That doesn't make you a bad GM. Uh, sometimes we just don't have them. But if you have the time or, you know, you want even if you want to do it as a text thread or like a couple quick video calls, um, you know, it, it can really amp up the game, bring something really special to the experience. The other thing that I think is really cool about Session Zeros is it can establish, we talked about this very briefly already, but establish those connections between characters. So for instance, um, you know, oh, I was thinking about playing a half-orc, and you're also thinking about playing a half-orc. Maybe are they related? Do they know each other? Maybe they're both half-orcs uh, and they're not related, but they were both adopted into the same family. So they're sisters by adopt, uh, you know, adoption. We've talked about this a little bit, you and I, for our next characters. Oh, you know, maybe it's one of those things like people assume they're related or Maybe they, do, maybe they look super different. I don't know. Um, but when we have our session zero, we'll be able to sit through with the GM, talk through that. What does it look like? How do our characters interact? And then what's their end goal? Like, is there, I'm really hoping that we'll have challenges that we can solve together so that we can build our bond. Or I'm really hoping that these characters have a reason to do things on their own because that individualism is what like really makes them who they are. So you get like, kind of both ways there. For sure. And I, I feel like, too, if you're creating these characters and you're wanting uh, to either homebrew or add your own stuff, I mean, Session Zero's priceless for that to make sure that the DM is okay with what you're bringing, uh, whatever weapon or weird ability that you want. Uh, so I think with Session Zero, there should be the whole group together. But I also feel like definitely one-on-one -on -one with the DM, uh, if there's going to be any, like, secrets kept you know or That's if your character too. wants a certain thing developed a certain aspect uh for example you know their shape changed and they've been cursed and they want to turn into something else they probably don't want the rest of the party to know that's kind of a fun secret backstory to keep and so you can work on that with the dm but as you said there's certain times that it's just it's so hard to get everyone together that's that's honestly the biggest monster in D D is getting four to six adults to yeah. set aside three hours a week right so I think it could definitely do text. You could definitely do video call and it doesn't have to be rigorously structured either. It can just be like, Hey, what do you want to do? You know, kind of back and forth. It doesn't have to be one block of time. It can be over a period of few weeks before you even start the campaign. And I think the DM could definitely do uh, like what expectations they're setting. Like I, I, you know, every week, if you can't make it, this is what'll happen. Uh, are they going to like in our case, we do one shots or sometimes if there's just not enough people, we just skip it all together. Or can I run your character for you if other if other players aren't there? Some people might might not want that. So all those expectations can be set. Um, what their house rules are uh, for our for our uh, campaign. Usually it's isn't it like bonus action? You can use a health potion. Sure. Yeah. We've got um, a lot of like classic yeah. house rules and we also tweak house rules on the fly. I will, I will throw yeah. that out there as well. And, and so, or like say you're a GM, you don't want to allow feats for whatever reason. Sure. And if you have a player that's like, Hey, at fourth level, I really want this feat though. You know, that's going to be disappointing to them by the time they're fourth level. If, if you don't. So all those need to be laid out on the table. Um, 
And if they, if they don't agree with it, you know, where you can work with that, or if it's just not going to be a good fit, if it's just schedules aren't going to work or whatever, you can establish that from beginning before getting six months through and a campaign and the player's like, I'm miserable because I'm having to work my, you know, whole schedule around for this campaign. It's just set up front. um, And it just makes it a better experience for everybody. Super true. The other thing, as you're talking about establishing expectations, um, is, you know, those layers of consent. So, like, can I run Mm -hmm. your character when you're not there? Um, Mm -hmm. That's such a simple, like, consent, you know, a nice, warm place to start, right? Like, do are you okay with... um, your character being kind of in the background, they probably won't be the focal point and uh, they probably won't be making any big decisions. That's for sure. Like, oh, she seems contemplative and it looks like she has a migraine and she will kind of just, she will be there. And in combat, we will, you know, optimize her abilities and not do anything too risky. You know, does that sound good to you? Or, you know, we have another group, another member of our group who is very like, no, I think that he's a risky character. Get in there, make bad decisions. And if I find out that you've killed my character off while I wasn't there, I'm for that. That's funny. I think that's good story. Uh, and and like not everyone wants that. So it's important to sort of establish that up front. And then once we've kind of opened that door to that discussion, we can also say, hey, the topics of this game are going to involve, you know, being on the ocean in a boat. Um, You know, is that okay with you? Are you, you know, that's such a, a, it might seem like such a small ask. Um, It's such a day-to-day sort of thing. But if you have one player who recently, like, experienced something or in their past has had some sort of negative association there and is like, gosh, I would would sure rather not. Um, Maybe I sit this one out. Or maybe we talk about finding ways to make the setting a little bit more acceptable to me and then that kind of extrapolates out right yeah we've seen the like consent checklist where uh we go through like are you okay with these types of bugs these types of creatures are you okay with like body horror are you okay with gore how much description are you okay with is it okay if this happens off screen is it okay if it happens on screen is this something you don't want to see happen at all uh and i think that having those conversations it it's tough because like our group is a lot of really good friends and we're we're able to have those conversations really candidly. But when you're playing with people, even when you're playing with people, you know, really well, sometimes there's stuff that bothers them or their life changes. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I lost mm-hmm. a pet recently and right now I'm not ready to talk about pets. I'm not ready to talk about a character losing a pet or a familiar, you know, uh, dying horribly like I can't have that conversation right now because I'm still dealing with this traumatic incident and that stuff is going to change and flex as we go. So we need to have those conversations. Hey, I heard that you just lost a pet recently. So sorry for your loss. And, um, you know, there was something that was scripted to come up here soon where you guys were going to have to rescue an animal that was in danger of death. Is that going to be okay? So we, we start those conversations in session zero so that those conversations are easier to have and continue as the game moves on and as the story progresses i absolutely feel that the foundation of trust between gm and players starts at session zero when the gm is willing to ask those questions even if it's kind of uncomfortable uh and the player as a player i would reciprocate and be like oh my gosh you do care you do want to listen that you know i have this terrible fear of spiders or whatever um it, it just immediately the whole tone is shifted the whole trust uh, has shifted, uh, especially if you're not familiar with each other and you're just kind of just brand new campaign, brand new group of players. 
uh, if the DM's willing to take that first step. And if you need to find a checklist, there's lots of, you know, session zero checklists out there. There's, like you said, consent checklists. If that helps, if you just need to hand that out to the players and to make it a little bit less uncomfortable, if there's some tense topics, uh, absolutely use it. There's so many tools um, out there available for you to begin a campaign on the right foot. If you if you don't have those conversations, and I think that we have both been in games like this where we don't have those conversations, it's fine. We're never going to, oh, I, you know, I'm unbothered by most things. It's not going to be a big issue. Um, I'm confident that I'll be able to say no when this, you know, one niche item comes up if it ever comes up and then you're in the game and that one niche situation comes up and like your skin goes cold and you're so uncomfortable and there are no safety tools in place your dm has never had that conversation with you you don't have an x card that you can hold up you don't feel comfortable dropping anything into chat and all you're going to do is shut down and be uncomfortable and as a dm you may not notice you might just think this player's distracted and it seems like they're really not paying attention today i've seen dms and it breaks my heart but like i've seen dms even like call players out to their face or behind their back to say like i really wish that you would be more invested in our game not understanding that something really triggering or really difficult to this player has happened in the game or in their life and the dm has touched on it and poked that sore spot over and over again so when you have that conversation when you have those security measures in place it doesn't matter how much trust you have with your players. They're going to feel more comfortable saying, yeah, here's my X card. Here's my red. Or even like, here's my yellow. We're kind of starting to trend into something that isn't, I'm not comfortable with. So we, 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 we want to lay that foundation and make it a little bit easier for everybody to speak up when things are just not great. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more you can cover in a session zero, uh, the better uh, especially like if it comes to um, any sort of possibility of your character dying, uh, you know, what, how, how hard of a campaign is this? Are, are people dying all the time? Are NPCs we're going to get attached to, they're going to die. That needs, I, you know, you're not really spoiling the campaign. Like you need to be upfront with a lot of this because that might really, someone might be very much inclined to not want to play if it's that intense of a campaign. Uh, if there's, there going to be PVP, is that going to be allowed uh, or is it allowed within reason? That kind of thing. Cause maybe you, you really just are not wanting that. You just want to explore. Uh, that's the other part component. There's, you know, three pillars to D and D there's combat exploration and social. What kind of a campaign is this? Is this going to be entirely, you know, RP? Is it going to be a lot more combat and it's going to affect your game style, your character building, all of that. And whether you're going to get any enjoyment from it which is essentially the ultimate goal in any campaign. So (laughs) if you, you know, it's just like if you go to a video game store and you're looking at the video games, you're like Mario Kart or Elden Ring. I mean, they're completely different stories, completely different experiences. And the DM or the GM needs to establish upfront in session zero exactly what the tone is going to be and the style of campaign is going to be. I think that's a really good example because if you go to a game store and you don't know anything about the games and all you have is the titles, right? I think about like when you sell your game back to GameStop and it's just the like white sheet of paper with like uh, Forza written on it uh, and right next to it is an 
also in the racing category, you know, Mario Kart. I want a racing game, but like mm-hmm. if I don't know anything about them, I'm just going to pick one at random based on who I know is playing it or what, uh, you know, what kind of context I've had around it. So if I'm going in totally blind and I'm really looking for something silly and fun and shoot items at each other, I'm really looking for a Mario Kart, but I buy Forza, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, Mm -hmm. So for sure. And if, you know, there's that interaction from a player to player aspect as well. You know, if I'm used to a high intensity, high octane racing game and I end up in Mario Kart and I'm much more well, Mario Kart's pretty competitive. So maybe that's a bad example. But like if I'm coming in and I'm very competitive and I'm expecting to like win money out of this game, um, ending up in a Mario Kart is going to be disappointing for me. And the way I interact with the players is probably going to make their experience a little less fun as well. Uh, so we want to make sure we, we build that groundwork not only for the player to talk to the GM, but also for the players to interact appropriately with other players. Uh, I've also, I think we've talked about this before. I've also been in games where, um, you know, I felt good about my communication with the GM and I felt like we were kind of on even footing. And then one player, you know, got a wild hair and decided what my character would do is attack you right now. And it's like, this is an element that I wasn't expecting. I'm not excited about it. It makes the game not fun for me. And if the GM doesn't step in and say, Hey, this isn't part of what we talked about. This isn't what we expected this game to be. Then we end up as a player going, do I, do I like make this like awkward interaction do i stop the game in the middle to say i don't like the you know where this is going um you know romance is that way too if you are not Mm -hmm. interested in on or off screen romance between your character and another character like whether it's an npc or another player character and then another player character initiates it anyway or tries to go down that path with you um like you know i i I thought i was pretty clear in our pre-game checklist that I'm not interested in that. And then it's a little bit easier to like kind of draw back on that versus like, Oh man, everybody marked that they're super interested in romance within the campaign. So let's like, let's find ways to either make it happen or, uh, you know, when it comes up organically, like you would want it to, (laughs) when it comes up organically, we can feel really good about leaning into it. And the rest of the party can just enjoy watching this RP as it unfolds, you know, as we see relationships deepen in it and, uh, grow within two, characters and the players yeah and i i think that all of that is just a rapport of trust between your gm and some of it you know in session zero it's not just building your character but it's just the like the kind of nitty-gritty stuff like when are we gonna we discuss scheduling but how long are these sessions gonna run Mm -hmm. are they gonna be three hours on the dot like we have ours i mean we respect that noon cutoff But are there going to be GMs that are like, hey, if we're in the middle of combat, are you guys okay going another hour? Uh, Or are they going to expect five-hour sessions or six-hour sessions on Saturdays and you're just not going to be able to commit to that? Up front, establish it, uh, what the expectations are. And then when it comes later and you are running an hour past, you're not angry or upset about it because you already already discussed it. It's not kind of catching you. off guard that way oh so oh, just surprise. you know the it's more marathon clear, yeah yeah so you can be more clear up front what the gm is wanting or expecting of you and also i feel like if you are six months into the campaign or a year into the campaign and you need to step away and you need to leave for whatever obligations have come up and you need to are what happens and have that have that set up have uh dialogue at the beginning so that that you feel comfortable 
and talking to the DM about what would happen next, that kind of thing. Just just so, you know, in the worst case scenario, <laughs> um, that you feel comfortable saying that and bringing that up instead of just like bailing, um, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think I think it's just establishing trust and expectations from the beginning just makes a better overall experience for everybody. So for GMs who are new or inexperienced or who have never done a session zero before, what, as I'm planning this, what are my big three takeaways? Like, what should I consider as my three, like, bullet points? These are the things that should happen in a session zero. These are things I want to happen to ensure that everyone's on the same page, expectations are managed, and we're going to get ready for a really fun game. I would... on the spot here. Okay. I would say campaign tone and style. Is it going to be combat heavy? Is it going to be role play heavy? Is it going to be 50-50? I would also include with that setting, um, just if it's going to be uh, in a big city, if it's going to be rural countryside, if it's going to be very intense and just hard. Then I would also, as second, I would have blacklisted topics or items, and you can just cover that with the consent. If there's no uh, romance, if there is limited gore, um, you can have, you know, dirty jokes or not, uh, cursing or not, that kind of thing. That should be definitely second. And then third, all that extra um, kind of metadata. When the sessions are going to happen, uh, how long they're going to last, um, it, what are phones allowed at the table? Uh, if you're playing in a group, is food and drink allowed at the table? That kind of thing um, would, would be my third. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot now, Morgan. Oh, okay. Give me a reason why you shouldn't have a session zero. If you truly just do not have the time to run a session zero, or if you don't have the interest, if that's not fun to you, you can skip it. You can establish those consent pieces and those boundaries out of game. It can be an email chain. Everybody checks a box and sends it back to you, and then you have it. If you don't have time and it's not fun, skip it. That's okay. Establish consent some other way. Okay. So tell me the difference between a session zero and a session one. Session zero is a little more meta, right? We, we might say there may be some role play elements, right? You might get into character and jump in. Maybe you'll have a combat, uh, but it doesn't have to be. It's a lot more flexible. It's going to be a lot more uh, boundaries, expectations, and kind of laying that groundwork for the story to take place on. Where session one, we would expect that that's where we meet all the other uh, characters, if the if the player characters haven't all met yet, we're going to meet all the characters. We're going to begin the story. We're going to start laying those threads, those plot hooks that we're hoping that the players will understand is like the point of the story. Uh, and everyone should leave session one going, I have a rough idea of what the story is about. Whereas session zero, they may not know yet, other than whatever overview you tell them in advance. The character... So... A more succinct way to say it would be session zero, the players probably understand what the story might be about or what some of the core concepts are. Session one at the end, the characters understand what the session, the story is about and what will be covered uh, in the upcoming arc. All right. I got one more question for you. What would you say to a DM that has been uh, running campaigns for five, 10, 15 years with the same group of people with, and they feel they don't need to run a session zero, what would you say, how would you argue with that? 
Oh, that's great. Because if you already know these people, you're well established, especially, you know, if you've been running campaigns with the same group for a really long time, you already know what their triggers are most likely. And uh, even if things change, I would hope that you're close enough that they can let you know, hey, I think losing a pet's a great example, right? Hey, I lost a pet. This is what's going on. And then as a DM, you're like, great, I'm going to avoid this trigger or I'm going to reach out again and say how you're see how you're feeling, you know, when that story beat might come up again. So great you've already got the consent groundwork set you're good to go but as you start a new campaign you could still benefit a ton from a session zero because again session zero ends with the players understanding what the story will be about and can better bring appropriate characters whether they're a hilarious mismatch or a really good fit with the tone and uh, concepts of the story and then that session one, now the characters know. So I think you're still going to benefit a lot from even a very brief session zero to establish what's your character like? Um, how will they interact with the story? What are you hoping that they'll experience, right? Is there any sort of arc that you're hoping to see with this character? Preferably not like, I want this scene and then this scene and then this scene. Like, that's that's a no. We don't want that. What we do want is this is a character who's felt isolated her whole life and she's really looking for a way to lean into these powers that she's gained from her faith or from her bloodline and discover that she's stronger when she's with other people or the opposite. Maybe she's leaned on other people a really long time and now suddenly she needs to learn that she's totally strong enough on her own. That session zero is going to lay that out because if the character or if the player is having that conversation in the middle of session one, it's going to slow the story down. So you still have a lot to gain by pausing, taking time, whether it's a 15 minute one off with each individual player or 30 minutes as a group to just say, here's what's happening. What do you want for your character so that we can build this story together and tell something that we all really believe in. And that's the ultimate benefit of a session zero is that's all laid out. So that leaves more time for actual fun D&D and being in the game and not having to stop or pause uh, because a player is upset or uh, there's something that they you know didn't realize would come up based on their backstory or how they're building their character, that kind of thing. It's all up front and it's just time to rock and roll and play some games. I think and one important thing that kind of comes with that is the rules the rules aren't necessarily always changing, but they're always expanding. And we see, especially if you're playing like 5e, um, new races are added or races are changed and new subclasses and new classes. And like, you know, Artificer was Magic in, items and yeah. monsters. And yeah. And yeah. As you're, especially as you're adding like homebrew and new settings, like there are going to be times when no matter how seasoned you are, you are learning the new rules around... Uh, something new within the game, how it interacts with the world. Or um, I think we've been talking about the peace domain cleric a little bit, like, you know, that is a new ish one. And looking at you looking at it on paper, it looks great. And as we start talking about it, as we bring it to our GM and say, this is what I'm thinking. This is my vision for the character. Uh, the GM might go, oh, hey, I thought that I knew the rules for that. But I'm realizing now that there's a lot of abuse cases where this can be really like this can be really manipulated in a way that makes the party really strong. Do I want to change some of the rules of the class or do I want to change the campaign uh, and the way they interact to um, force that, you know, maybe we maybe we build 
encounters and interactions that force the player to use those sort of like if they're excited about it force character to use those sort of broken mechanics of the of the subclass because then that way uh you know they're getting what they want they get to play this cool class and they get to use these cool broken mechanics and you aren't feeling like you're just being steamrolled all the time by your characters so by your players so i think that's a really like another really good example of like when we want that we're relearning rules we're learning new rules that session zero is an opportunity for us to kind of lock eyes and feel really good about being on the same page you're exactly right i mean session zero we've discussed so much is for the players but it's also for the dm it's also for them to be aware of the players' expectations of them and what they are wanting. And so they're more aware when they're actually running the sessions or building their world or running the campaign, what they're going to want and what they're going to need to do in order to make the characters thrive in their setting. We've done a lot of one shots too. And I think this is something, this is a use case when we might not use session zeros or when we have a slightly different name you know, a slightly different description of them. When we do one shots, I don't run a session zero, but I do sort of have that same thing where I will, uh, you know, text the group and say, or, you know, start a discord thread and say, you know, for instance, recently bring a character backstory, but not a character sheet. We're going to roll something random at the beginning of the session. And that ensures that I don't say we're running a really chaotic one shot on Sunday. See you there. And the players show up with this idea, right? This expectation that hasn't been managed of this is what I'm going to play. This is how I'm going to use these abilities. And I'm excited about this specific build. And then I, the GM go Oop, roll a D20. This is actually your race now. Now roll a D8. This is actually your class now. And that like that mismatch in expectations, even with close, close friends, you're going to find that there's disappointment there. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think with wanting running one shots, uh, having even a miniature little session zero, especially with people you aren't familiar with is very important still. Uh, And in our case, because we do know everybody, we can have pretty small, you know, very abbreviated prior. Yeah, abbreviated (laughs) session zeros before one shots, but we still discuss we still discuss, do I need a backstory and how much combat is there going to be? And what level do we need to be? And what kind of limits are we having? I mean, we still discuss it um, prior to starting. So it's just expectations are there and, and no one's disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us for our first episode of season two of out of initiative. We have lots of fun, exciting content in store for you this next season. And we're so glad you joined us fun exciting content including some really fun exciting guests uh we're so excited to share uh some of the stuff that we've been working on and we are so glad that you're here with us we're out of initiative but we're gonna get back into it so go roll some dice tell some stories and we'll see you next time bye bye thanks for listening to out of initiative a podcast from merely npcs For more from Sarah and Morgan, follow them on TikTok at MerelyNPCs or visit them online at MerelyNPCs.com.